You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Phil Nelson. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. So who guessed it? Hopefully you guessed it this time because it's the title of our series, Family Matters. It is, uh, how, how many people remember Family Matters? Awesome. My people, my people. <laughs> uh, next generation, just ask your parents what in the world that is, and, or just YouTube it. It'll be on there. But uh, it was filmed in the late 90s. It's about a family named, what were the family's name? Oh my gosh, you guys are nerds. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of nerds, and the, yeah. Um, the Winslow family, and they had this, uh, the whole TV series, the comical uh, plot of it all was this family encountered so many misadventures from once to the next to the next to the next that caused confusion, tension, chaos. And it was all caused by their pesky neighbor named Steve Urkel. Yeah. And uh, so whenever all the, you know, the climax of all the tension builds, the confusion and all that goes, and he pulls his suspenders and he says, say it with me, did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> Kids, you think we're weird. We are. We own it. We own our weirdness. And uh, I... Parents in the house, any, any parents in the house? Grandparents in the house, grandparents in the house. Anyone who wants to be a parent in the house, someday will be a parent in the house. You may not be a biological parent, but you are parent to many kids, yeah. Uh, I think it's safe to say that in our parenting, even in our current season, uh, we're facing quite a few misadventures raising kids, wouldn't you say? A lot of times, causes confusion, causes tension and chaos, and we look back and we say, did I do that? <laughs> you know, I, I, for me, I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old, and you can pray for me because the two-year-old is two, <laughs> and uh, she thinks she owns the place, and honestly speaking, parenting is the hardest thing I have ever done. It's messy. It's heart-wrenching. It is difficult. It takes a lot of consistency, and it tests the very core of this man's patience and self-control. It takes a whole lot of investment, and once your kids get into sports and stuff like that, a lot of money right? A lot of time. A lot of your efforts go unnoticed. It can be confusing. It can be tense. It can be chaotic and discouraging. And you know what, parent? Just, in, just right now, look back to one of your worst moments of parenting. Something you did, something you said, and you say, did I do that? Right? And I'm so thankful that Jesus gave us words of encouragement, knowing what we would face, not just as Christians, but I think he was even, even in the back of his mind thinking about parents. Because he was on the mountain ready, he was resurrected and he was ready to ascend and he told the disciples what they needed to know and then he said, in this world, parents, you will have many troubles. 
but take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus said, in this world, you will have many troubles, but take heart. I've overcome the world. That's why we as family members and we as parents and we as Christians, we can have hope. Because even in the heart-wrenching, messy, chaotic, confusing, crappy stuff, he who overcame the world is with us. And he's given us a design for healthy lives and healthy families. And that's what we're going to do today. So parenting is the hardest thing I've ever done. But I will tell you this. Parenting is the most rewarding thing I have ever done. It is so rewarding. It's a gift. It's a blessing. It's a joy to be a dad. It is a joy to have a child that God created in my wife's womb and calls me daddy. What a gift. It's a great responsibility. And it's so overwhelmingly rewarding as we see the legacy that we live and that we build for our families unfold that will, get this, your legacy will outlive you. That's one thing that will outlive you. Your material, your possessions, your finances will not outlive you. But your legacy that you leave for your kids and their kids and their kids and their kids will outlive you. Families matter to God. That's why he created families. He wanted us to be a part of a spiritual, heavenly kingdom of God family. And he wanted us to get a picture of that by giving us an earthly family. Families matter to God. Maybe you don't have kids of your own. Maybe you're a single parent. Maybe your grandparents and the kids have left the house, praise God, and now you have grandkids. Wherever you're at, maybe you just don't have kids and you're part of a family. You still have a family. Wherever you're at, families matter to God. And so all of us being a part of a family, we matter to God. And that's why here at ECC, we have a heart. It's one of our values. We want to help families win. Would you repeat after me? We want to help families win. Now let's say it together. Ready? We want to help families win. And that's why we're doing a Families Matter series. We're going to look at all the different kinds of matters that us as families are or will experience. And then we're also going to look at what matters most in leading and raising and building a family. Because if we don't focus on what matters most, we're going to get to the end of our lives and we're going to look back and we're going to say, did I do that? And we have to have a wake-up call as parents to say, what does God say what matters most? Because that's what I want for my family. And in order to do that, it takes sacrifice, it takes commitment, it takes self-discipline, it takes consistency, and most importantly, it takes the Word of God, it takes our Savior, Jesus Christ, and it takes the power of the Holy Spirit to do that. Amen? And so I am so excited that today we are talking about the special word, influence. Can you say influence with me? 
We have this banner here, and we're going to add a banner every Sunday in this series. It's called the Influential Parent. Influence. Influence. Here's the definition. The capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something or the effect itself. Influence. The capacity to have an effect on the character, the development, or the behavior of someone or something. Influence. So this week I was taking my son and daughter to daycare in the morning, and he asked me, Daddy, what are you doing today? And as a pastor, I say, oh, nothing. I'm kidding. It's a pastor joke, sorry. I said, I'm preparing my sermon for Sunday, buddy. And I said, Joseph, I, I, I ask him this a lot. I said, well, what should daddy tell the people in this sermon? What should daddy say? And he thinks for a minute. And he goes, daddy, why don't you tell him how awesome I am? <laughs> and he says, yeah, yes, you tell him that. And actually, he used the word amazing, so forgive me, but amazing. And let me just ask, why? Yes, I mean, I'm bragging on my son a little bit. That's okay. We all should. But why, why, did, why was that the first thing he said? Was it just because he's some cocky, arrogant, snot-nosed five-year-old that thinks the world of himself? No. You know why? Influence. Now, let me tell you, I have not arrived as a dad. Believe me, I have so many things I need to work on. But one thing I've learned at an early age because of the influence that was on my life and the influence that my dad and my mom had on my life, the influence that so many disciplers and spiritual parents had on my life, I understood very early in life the power of an influential parent. You see, whenever we can, and we've had company this week, and they can attest to this. Whenever we can, we tell Joseph, you're amazing. We tell him, he jumps from couch to couch. Dude, that's amazing. That's amazing. He comes out as a WWF wrestler. Mom, the dad, look at me. That's amazing. He takes care of his sister. Literally, I've, I've not seen an older brother care so much for his sister and the preservation of his sister. So boys, don't mess with Joseph's sister. He is amazing. But here's the thing. As he grows older, our influence is going to help him understand why he's amazing. Because if he just grows up thinking he's amazing, he's going to develop a complex. But if he starts to understand why he's amazing, that's going to be the results of an influential parent. Parents, do your kids know they're amazing? Do they know that they are precious and you are the most fortunate, blessed people on earth to have them as your kids, even though you don't feel it all the time? Influence. It is the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something. There is no 
other human being on the face of the planet in your kid's life that has the most influence on your kid's life than you, parent. I'll win every time. You can throw any argument at me. Well, you know, this person and this person really is changing their behavior. And you're the God-given parent. You have such influence that no one else, human being, other than God, okay, human beings, no other person in your kid's life have the influence that you, mom and dad, you, grandma and grandpa, have on your kid's life. The stakes are high, mom and dad. Your influence is everything right now before they leave. And when they leave and they grow up and they get married and they have kids, you still have the most influence on their lives because you are their God-given parent. And I want to give us a truth, a reality, a truth that should really rock us this morning. And it's, we have way less time than we think with our kids. And we have way more influence with our kids than we think. We have way less time than we think with our kids. And we have way more influence with our kids than we think. Don't believe me? Let's look at the first phrase. We have way less time than we think. Welcome to the orange ECC living room here. And we have an illustration. We have jars of tons of gumballs. I must confess, I had a few. And um, this represents how much the average parent has, as far as time goes, with their kids each year. Each year. So let me give it to you. Um, by the way, this is an illustration that comes from the Orange Ministry. There's banners in, in, the, in the lobby. The Orange Ministry is, uh, is based in Atlanta, Georgia, and their ministry program and curriculum and philosophies go throughout the country and into the world, and it's basically a ministry that is for churches to help families win, to partner with parents to help connect kids to Jesus and the life change that they need when they leave and become adults to keep on to their faith. And so the statistics go like this. With both working, both parents working, which is average today, and getting eight hours of sleep, each family has on average 3,000, say 3,000, 3,000 hours with your kids per year. 3,000 gumballs per year represent the hours that you and mom, mom and dad have with your kids. If you are in a divided family, cut that in half or less, right? 3,000 hours a year. That seems like a lot, but that's not. That's not a lot. And as they get into high school, it seems to dwindle and dwindle and dwindle. And then they say bye and go to college, and the gumballs just drop out. We only have a little time and less than we think to have influence on our kids. And here's the kicker. Do you know what this represents? 
The yellow represents the church, the light of Christ. The red represents the family. There's a banner that uh, illustrates that. And when you bring them together, it creates orange. Here's how many hours the church has with your kid. 40 hours. The, the math is, is this. If there's 52 Sundays in a year, the average family realistically attends around 40 Sundays out of the year. That gives us 40 hours as a church to influence your kid. That is a whole lot of time. No. I think the sports teams and different things have more time these days than the church has with your kids. And so the power of this ministry of Orange is when the church's 40 hours combined with the 3,000 hours of the parents, we want to partner with parents and help make an eternal, heavenly, kingdom of God impact on your kids. It's the only way it can happen. So we need to understand that we have way less time than we think. We also have way more influence than we think. Get this, this is uh, from a human behavior expert and child development specialist, Dr. Gail Gross. And she says this, the interactions of parents with their children form the crucible for their growth. Through these interactions, the child learns what is good and bad, right and wrong, who they are and who they want to be. So although your genes, mom and dad, lay out a blueprint for your potential development, they do not determine the way in which you will grow. Instead, it is the environment your parents create that instructs and directs your genes by enhancing some and turning off others. In other words, parents are the true gene therapist. You are the molders. And the shapers don't believe me? Look back at your own life. Look back at the influence or lack of influence your parents had on your life. And I guarantee you it is still impacting you to this day. Why? Well, just not because your gene blueprint, your DNA, but because how your parents shaped and mold the environment and the relationships in which you were surrounded by. That's powerful influence. Proverbs 22 says this, train up your children in the way they should go. God Almighty is saying, train your children in the ways they should go. And when they turn old, or when they get older, or when they mature, or when they wake up, they will not depart from that way. We have a God-given responsibility as parents to train our children in the way God has designed us to do that. So wouldn't you agree with me that most parents, if this isn't you, just, just let it pass by. But don't you agree that most parents want the very best for their kids? Young or old, married, full career, successful already, and just maybe even expected in the womb. You want the very best for your kids. There's nothing you, mom or dad, wouldn't do for your kids. Right, Amy? There's nothing. 
You would do everything. You would give them the world. And then your prayer and your dream, as you get on the knees by your bed or you come to the altar on a Sunday morning, your dream is that your impact on your kids would truly make a difference. And one day, just one day, Lord, pay off on their lives and their kids' lives. Influence. Influence. It's everything. We as Christian parents have this hope that one day our kids will ask Jesus in their hearts and make him Lord of their lives, get baptized, go to church regularly, and live out their faith for the rest of their lives. That's our prayer, right? Here's the problem. It ain't happening. It's not happening. Statistically, it is not happening overall. Let's look at this. The overwhelming majority, and statistics are all over the place. Hopefully, this number is getting less and less now. But the overwhelming majority of supposedly Christian church college students, when they get to college, they throw their Christian faith in the trash. The majority, guys, the majority, so over 50%, of the supposedly Christian students who leave their Christian family and go to college, throw away their Christian faith. Why in the world is this the case? One of the reasons, and I'm not up here to tell you the answer, but I believe one of the reasons is the way of our culture is behavior modification. Do what I say, not what I do, right? Do this, do that. You do this and you'll be good. Do this and you'll be good. You don't do this, you're grounded. And we give, we give faith-based answers to fact-based questions that our kids have. And they don't outgrow the Jesus loves me for the Bible tells me so. And so it makes sense that they leave the Christian faith because it's not a part of who they are. It's just something we modify and try to give behavior modification to. So as parents who have the greatest human influence on your kids in all the world, we tell our kids this. And I need to give credit to David Platt because he's the one that presented this uh, message and there's gonna be a quote on the screen in just a minute. He says this, we tell our kids, do your homework, get good grades, learn your instrument, practice your sports, spend this much time in front of the screen and then this much time in front of the books and then this much time outside. We then prioritize to take them all over the place to practice. Their sports, lessons, gymnastics, music, all that's good, but just follow me. We tell them they need an education, they need to be athletic, they need titles, they need friends. Go to college, get a good degree, get a good job, be successful, meet a spouse along the way, have kids, have a great career. We are teaching them and immersing them in all of these things, but along the way, we are missing the whole point. What your kids need to know is they need to know God. They need to love God. They need to serve 
God. And they need to share the gospel, the good news of God. We say, well, we'll just drop them off at eKids or at AIM Student Ministries, and they'll learn that. No! I love you, but no! We as a church, we're here to partner with you. But look at our influence. Now look at your influence. We are here to partner with you, but no one else has the God-given responsibility to be your kid's parent than you, mom, than you, dad, than you, grandma, and you, grandpa. It's your responsibility as a parent to influence your child for the sake of Jesus Christ. That's your responsibility. And it can't be accomplished if we are immersing them in the things of the world. Let me clarify. I'm not saying that sports and athletics and all this stuff are bad. But when that becomes the main thing, when that becomes what we tell our kids is most important, we've missed the whole point. You know why? Here it is. Dads, if you would rather teach your sons how to swing a club or a bat rather than teach how to study the Bible and follow Christ, you are missing the whole point. Moms, if we rather teach our daughters how to dress up and put on makeup and have the right appearance to the world rather than teaching them how to have the character of Christ, then we are missing the whole point. The reality is if we are not careful One day our sons and daughters will stand before the righteous God and everything we told them was important will be burned away and they will be left empty-handed and it will be nobody's fault but ours. The stakes are high Because what happens when your children leave this earth is most important than the things of this earth. And the time that you have with your kids is paramount and crucial to teach them what the word of God says. Teach them who they are and teach them whose they are. And then mom and dad, show them. The most important thing, I want this to stick with you. Write this down, if, you, if, you're, if you're a writer, write this down. The most important thing, the greatest, most life-changing thing you can do to have the greatest, life, uh, greatest influence on your kids is to allow the life-changing power of Jesus Christ influence you. The most important thing, the most life-changing thing you can do as a parent to have the influence on your kids is to allow the life-changing power of Jesus to influence you. Here is a reality check, parents. Who you are will influence who your children become. You don't like who your children are becoming? You might want to look in the mirror. You might want to look at how you're doing life and conducting your own life 
What is your language like in your house? If you don't know, listen to your kids. What's their view on relationships and sexuality and all that stuff and things happening on the news? What's, what's, their, what's their opinion? Well, it's not of mine. Well, who did they get it from? Because right now that person's having more influence on them than you are on them. You see, in order to have a godly influence on our kids, we have to let Jesus have influence on us first. It can't just be a go to church and go through the movements and say I'm a Christian and send my kids to Sunday school and eat kids and all these other things and they're going to grow up and they're going to live their lives for Christ. That's not how it works necessarily. Now Jesus is all powerful and the Holy Spirit leads people and opens their hearts to the goodness of God. It's the Holy Spirit that does the life changing, not you mom and dad, but you are given the God responsibility to reflect Jesus to your kids so that they know the Jesus that they follow and that they proclaim claim is real do they see Jesus in you or do they see other priorities and other things reflect because who you are will influence who your child becomes in just a moment we're going to give our family matters challenge that we're going to do every week for every family but I want us to look real quick at the solution. We have the problem, which our kids are leaving the homes and going to college and throwing away their faith. That's the problem. Now, there's a solution, and we have to find it in the Word of God, the only truth, the only way, the only life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We can find the truth for what really matters and how we're to parent and how we're to lead our families to honor God in all we do. Number one is we want to be stabilized in and by the word of God. Number two, we want to be saturated with Christ. And number three, we want to be strengthened by equipping and empowering of the Holy Spirit. So let's look at the first one. Can you say stabilized, please? Stabilized. Grounded. What do you think of stabilized? Immovable. Unshakable. A rock. A fortress. Yeah. We want to be stabilized in and by what the world says. <laughs> no. We want to be stabilized in what we see on media. No. We want to be stabilized in and by what our friends and our circle of support says. No. That's the problem in today's society. We're stabilized in and by the powerful word of God. Psalms 1 says this about your son or daughter when they are grounded and influenced by the word of God. Listen to this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but her or his delight is in the word of God, the law of the Lord. And on his law, he or she meditates day and night. He or she is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he and she does prospers. I want that for Joseph. I want that for Emery so bad. And you want that for your kids, don't you? We want them to prosper. The only way that they will prosper here and now and in eternity is by the word of God and a relationship with God. 
who you are, mom and dad, will influence who you become. Who are you becoming? Are you becoming that tree planted in the word of God that grows and matures and son and daughter, your family says, wow, look at the fruit they're producing. I want some of that. They're benefiting from the changes in your life. That is the power of the influential parent when you're grounded and stabilized in the word of God. Number two, say saturated. Saturated. What do you think of when you, when you hear the word saturated? Soaked, consumed, overwhelmed, right? We're saturated, saturated with Christ. What does that mean? That means that Jesus needs to be the first place and the first thing in your life. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2019, 2050, 2060, and on. Christ first, above all. That's getting the right thing, the main thing, your priority. I promise you, when you get the right thing, your main priority, things will align and you will begin to produce godly fruit. Saturated with Christ. Colossians 2, six through seven, can we show that? And now, just as you mom and dad accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down deep into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth that you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't you want this for your kids, for them to read this 20 years from now and say, you know what? My faith is growing strong in the truth that I was taught and shown by my mom and dad. You see the responsibility we have, parents? Stabilized in and by the word of God, saturated with Christ, soaked with Christ. So I love baptism and immersing is you're dying to yourself, you're surrendering to Jesus and you're coming up soaked with cleansing, drenched in love. That's amazing grace. Has that had an influence on your life? Only you can answer that. Because if it does, it will have influence on your kids. If it doesn't, there will be repercussions and consequences for that. This isn't fear-based faith. This is, this is grace-filled faith. But there's also reality of consequences of our choices. Number three, strengthened by the equipping and empowering of the Holy Spirit. Would you say strengthen? Strengthen. Galatians 5.25 says this. Since we are living by the Spirit. Would you read this last sentence with me? Let us in every part of our lives. Would you read that whole thing with us like you believe it? Ready? Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of your lives. Parents, this is huge, okay? You are responsible to share and teach them Christ. You are not responsible to save them. You are responsible to influence them with the things of God, to model Christ, to discipline in the ways of God. 
but you are not responsible in changing your child's heart. That's not your job. That's not your responsibility. You were never called to do that. That's God's. God is the only one that can save through Jesus Christ. God is the only one that can change you and your child. But the seeds of influence that you plant are crucial in your child's lives. So parents, I want to leave you with that. I want to leave you with those three things. Can we put those three things back on the screen, please? Stabilized in and by the word of God. What is guiding your decisions? What's guiding your choices? What's guiding the way that you parent? What's guiding the way that you behave? If it's not the word of God, you're giving influence to something else to influence your kids. Are you okay with that? Number two, saturated with Christ. Soaked and overwhelmed and consumed with Christ. And strengthened by equipping and the empowering of the Holy Spirit. We cannot parent properly in the ways of God without the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that changes things. It is the Holy Spirit can take a heart of stone and turn it into a heart of flesh. It is the Holy Spirit that can take your child that is deep within confusion, chaos, sin, rebellion, or whatever, and draw them back to the kindness and the goodness and the grace of their Savior, Jesus. It is your child's faith, not your faith, that matters most. So often, we as parents, we just kind of want our kids to live out our faith. They need to choose to live for Christ. That's not your choice or decision, but you can plant seeds of influence. And lastly, before we get to our family challenge, I want to share something from my heart to you, and Pastor Daniel and I have been talking about this all week, and we're gonna step on your toes a little bit because it's stepped on ours. So outside of those spiritual concepts of parenting your child, we have an epidemic in our world, and I don't know if you are aware to this, but it's called lack of engagement. I'd like to show you a picture um, that represents the modern American family these days. That's me a lot. This was very convicting for me. And I've gotten a lot better at this because I've been intentional and disciplined and Lauren and I have been in communication about being present with our kids, but this still is really difficult. Why? Because our culture has built it this way. It's the way of our culture. It's the flow, the current of where we go. But guys, the lack of engagement, mom and dad, is losing your kids. You are losing influence on your kids because of modern day technology. I love modern day technology. We use technology in our church. It is a blessing of God. But every blessing that God gives, you have to be careful that it doesn't become a hindrance or a curse to you. That's why some people have a blessing of something that is a curse to you, because you can't enjoy it and make it a blessing, so you make it a stumbling block. Are we making the things that God has blessed us with in America, in our technological world, are we hindering the influence we're having on our kids Your influence is hindered or even lost when you stop engaging. 
Are you engaging with your kids in conversation, having fun, quality time, or huddled around the TV or tablet? When we do not engage, mom and dad, your kids are finding their importance in, in, in let, me, let me rephrase this. When we do not engage, your kids are finding their importance and identity in their devices rather than you. Why? Because that's what you're modeling. We need to take a deep look, mom and dad, at our engagement with our kids. You cannot have influence without engagement. One of our elders said this to me a couple weeks ago, and it's lighthearted, but man, it hits to the truth here. And it says this, parent your kids well, engage with them, have influence on them, and you will be able to spoil your grandkids. Spoil your kids, and you will parent your grandkids. Parent and influence your kids. Now will you have them and you will be able to enjoy the life of your grandkids. Spoil them and let them parent you and let them just do whatever they want to do because that's love in our culture, right? We don't want to offend our kids. We don't want to say no if that's something they want to do. And then we wonder why they don't grow up. And now you get to parent your grandkids. Influence. Influence. Mom and dad, God has given you the power through his Holy Spirit to have a godly influence on your kids. So as the band comes up, I want to leave you with a family matters challenge. And it goes like this. We're going to blitz. Ready? Your disengagement is undermining your influence on your child. So this week, I want you to do four things. And I want you to repeat after me. Get out. Get out. Turn it off. Tune in and engage, repeat after me. Get out, turn it off, tune in, and engage. So let's look at get out. Go for a walk, go to the playground if your kids are of that age. Get some ice cream, go fishing, go play golf, go play catch, go inside, play a board game. Engage with your kids. Get out, get some vitamin D, get some sun, turn or excuse me, get out. Now, turn it off. This week, I want you to challenge yourselves to have technology-free dinners. Some of you are like, well, we don't have dinners together. How about you start? Technology-free dinners. It's gonna be awkward. And you're not gonna know what to say. Just ask, what are you thankful for? What's the best thing that happened today? Have conversation with your kids. Because if not, this is going to be them with their family. Done eating. We don't want that. Turn it off. Technology-free dinners. And here's the thing. I'm going to try this this week as well with you, okay? Because I need it. When your kids are awake, parents... How can you limit your time on the TV, on media, social media, and a device? Engage with your kids 
and find more opportunities to connect with them in a real way. Then when they go to bed, go ahead. Do what you need to do. do fill your tank of that, uh, whatever you need to do. But limit your time while your kids are awake. Get out, turn it off, tune in. What are you tuning into during your week? When you're quiet, when you're silent, when you're driving, what are you tuning into? Can I ask you just to find some stillness and silence during the day to just tune into God? Do you pray with your kids before bed? Do you pray at dinner time? How are you teaching your kids to seek God? Because if you're not modeling it, they're not gonna do it. Teach your children how to read the Word of God. This Faith Action Bible is awesome for kids probably third grade and up. There's tons of Bibles out there for younger kids and toddlers. Teach them. And I promise you, you will learn a lot about God as you teach your kids. But what you're influenced by will influence who your children become. Get out, turn it off, tune in, and engage. Now, this one's going to be hard for some dads especially. Give your child eye contact for goodness sakes. Let them know you are listening. Tell them, affirm them how amazing and incredible they are. Watch them light up. Smile at them, hug the snot out of them, laugh until your guts hurt. Kiss every part of them. Kiss them and kiss them and kiss them dead. Well, I don't do emotions. Stop it. God is a God of parent, father, loving, compassionate emotion. Not telling you to be gooey gooey with your kids, but do they know you love them? Here's a fun one this week. Turn on a YouTube worship song, upbeat song, and dance and sing with them. Yeah, that'll get you out of your comfort zone, but you know what that tells them? That they're amazing and that you love them. So with every eye closed, every head bowed, no one looking around. I just want you to focus how this week, how can you, how can you seek God for the strength that you need? How can you turn the things off that are distracting you from engaging with your kids? How might you tune in this week? And what is one area you need to intentionally Make a priority to engage with your kids. And I don't want to leave this time without offering the call to those of you who have never, ever allowed Jesus Christ to have influence on your life. Maybe you did as a kid. Maybe you grew in the faith and you experienced the goodness of God, but then you got out in the world and you just got slammed with overwhelming lies and fear and, 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 and lack of truth and, 
and whatever it may be, you've just found yourself so far from where you thought you would be in life. No, you are not, friend. Whoever you are, are not too far from God. His amazing love, his reckless, undying, radical love is chasing after you. He wants to influence your life. He wants to be a part of your life. And all you have to do is just say, Jesus, save me. I can't live my life on my own influence anymore. I can't influence my kids because it's not enough. I need you. We ask for forgiveness of our sins and Jesus who died on the cross and rose again is able and willing to forgive us. God, would you just come and allow us to build our lives on you and every parent, every child, every grandparent, anyone here who's not even married or, or maybe has a desire one day to have a family, I pray that you would just not let them go today without them understanding that they need you to influence their kids that will outlast them. Father, we need you. We need you. We need you. We need you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you stand and worship with us? Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly Impact Bible Study podcast as well. Both of our weekly podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.